807 on the Bob Rose Show. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. And where the question is, whose birthday is it? Ooh. That might be Congresswoman Kat Kamek's birthday. Happy birthday, Kat. How you doing? Hey, Bob. Thank you so much. We're doing great. Well, good. And hopefully you'll be able to celebrate and uh, enjoy it as much as you can, even though you're serving in the United States Congress with so many issues facing all of us. Uh, It can't be easy. You've got a a Democrat president and, uh, you know, you're in the minority in the House and, well, you you got your work cut out for you. Let me start with this. Russia, are they going to invade or not? What's your thoughts? You know, I think that what you're seeing out of Russia right now saying that they're pulling back, it's just another misdirection. And when you look at the intelligence on the ground, they're saying, yeah, Russia's not doing what they're saying they're doing. And it's very serious. I mean, make no mistake, what is happening over there could result in an invasion and death of of thousands and thousands. I mean, heck, we've got 23,000 Americans plus extended family members taking us to about 30,000 Americans uh, in, in a, uh, I almost said Afghanistan, in, in Ukraine. Oh, President and, Biden will get them all out. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure. But, you know, it's real serious. But you look at what's happening on our southern border, and you've seen this administration talk more about what's happening on the border of Ukraine rather than what's happening on the U.S. border, which has resulted in drugs and crime and trafficking and a public health crisis being exacerbated. I mean, they they don't care what's happening on the southwest border, but they're happy to talk about what's happening in Ukraine. So do I think something is going to pop off in Ukraine? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Um, Do I think that the United States should be sending troops? No, I don't think we should. And I think we need to be firm and resolute in demanding that we secure our own borders in the United States before engaging overseas you look at the number nine most apprehended nationality at the southwest border it's romania we are seeing people from all over the world coming through our southwest border that is a priority above all else and so that's that's what we're fighting for we're watching of course and and standing by and and working with our our allies overseas but we have we have a duty to protect the United States first and foremost. Has anybody bothered to ask the question? So, Vladimir Putin, what exactly do you want? What would it take for you to go home and play nice? <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I, 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 I know part of it is the NATO thing. If we would put it rock solid in writing, we will not invite Ukraine to be part of NATO, and I don't know, put a date on it or whatever. But wouldn't he be happy with that? I don't think so. You know, this is, you got to think back, you know, Putin, he led the KGB, right? He, he is bought and sold on this idea of Russian excellence and history and prominence. Ukraine represents far more than just warm water ports and strategic access to uh, rare earth minerals, energy sources, uh, access to the Western hemisphere. I mean, the, the port that we have in not we but the ukrainians have that is a whole new world of opportunity for russia but more than that this goes back to ussr this is ethnic history this is russia saying our crown jewel was taken from us 
when the Soviet Union was broken up. This is us reclaiming our glory. This is us reclaiming our crown jewel. This is personal for Putin. He he was there. You know, he was alive when everything fell apart. So for him, this is more about legacy than anything else. This is far more than what any other individual country, the United States included, could say, hey, we're going to give you this in exchange for you backing off. No. Putin wants to reclaim the Ukraine. Is there a way to, um, you know, poll, I guess, for lack of a better term, poll the Russian people um, and see what their thoughts are? Do they want to risk some of their uh, sons coming back in body bags? Because... the Ukraine is going to at least, I think, attempt to defend themselves. So, uh, you know, the the Russian public, are they like, yeah, go, go, tear it up? Or are they not that much into building a legacy for him? You know, it's interesting. Um, when you look at the state-controlled media uh, that Russia has, they deploy all kinds of misinformation campaigns. We, we know for a fact that they had prepared this video uh, that had a a Ukrainian skirmish that at the border that resulted in many Russians being killed. And it was all fake. It was all staged. Right. And that was going to be the precursor for them invading, saying, you know, oh, well, we're, we're retaliating against the Ukrainians. I think you have a generational divide here. You have the younger generations, millennials and Gen Zs in Russia, who aren't buying into this legacy mindset that, that Putin and his generation are all about. Um, it's hard in Russia with the state-controlled media. They also have access of, um, you know, controlling what it content goes on social media. That I don't think you'll get response from everyday Russian citizens. I think it's the the oligarchs and and your political class that really see this as an opportunity. But you know, we've been sending um, some members of Congress, and you know, folks have been going over to the Ukraine in the last few weeks to talk about. What is going on? Seeing you know boots on the ground. What's going on in real time? The Ukrainians are very pro-Western. They're very pro-American. They they don't identify themselves as Russians, and so I think that's a real problem for Putin. I think that that's a slap in the face to Putin. And do people want to see their children come back in body bags? Of course not. But as we saw in World War II, the Russians have no problem paying for things in blood. They I mean, you know, we talk about it was American strategy and Russian blood that won World War Two. It's true. I, I mean, the Russians have no problem in terms of giving up numbers. And that's really a scary thing when they are hell bent on a war path. But again, I go back to under this administration, Biden has been sloppy. He has been weak. He has emboldened Putin by just acting like a toddler. And we can't even secure our own border. So that's where we need to be focusing. If we can't secure America first, then there's no there's no reason for us to be engaging. And quite frankly, I don't think we should be engaging at all. It's, there should it's, be no American troops in the Ukraine. It's interesting to use the World War II reference and uh, Russian blood. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And they were very close to teaming up with the Nazis. And, and yeah. we were able to dissuade them from that. But here it looks like Russia and China are getting an awfully cozy relationship. That doesn't bode well for the rest of the world, does it? No, and I think that, of course, you saw at the opening of the Olympics, you saw Putin and Xi standing arm in arm, standing, making a statement to the world that they're united. 
that they believe that this totalitarian state, this socialist communist regime is really what is best for the world. And make make no mistake, Xi is watching very closely as to what happens with the world and Russia. I think the minute that the Olympics end, given what happens at the Ukrainian border, that could be the precursor that sets off a chain of events where China then takes Taiwan. And again, you go back to what to what Biden said. He said that the United States will not stand for an invasion in Taiwan. Does that mean that we then send troops to Taiwan? That's the thing that people aren't thinking about. This is this is not checkers. This is not amateur hour. Even though the Biden administration is treating it as such. Well, we don't we have an, we don't have an agreement with Ukraine, a military agreement, nope. but we definitely have one with Taiwan. We do, mm-hmm. but we've been. We've been in so many ways. We have been playing this half in, half out. Um, there was discussion about sending a THAAD system to Taiwan, and China said we will not tolerate a THAAD system being sent to Taiwan. And what is what does the leadership do? They say, okay, we won't do it. Uh, it. It's mixed messages, and I think that's where we need to have very firm, resolute leadership. I thought Trump was very clear, and people knew don't mess with don't mess with the Americans under Trump's administration right he does not play and now we have have biden who's more interested in finding you know an ice cream shop to go get his his daily ice cream cone this is a joke we have really serious things happening in the world not to mention here at home and we don't have the leadership that's why i continue every time we talk we've got to get serious about focusing on november we have to take the house back we've got to take the senate back there is no other option we have got to get strong leadership in our government. Let's uh, pray. We're all here to talk about it when it gets uh, closer to the midterms, and I agree with you. It is 817. Congresswoman Kat Kamek, happy birthday. Thanks for joining us today on the air. We appreciate your uh, expertise and insight. Thanks much. Have a great day, guys. All right. Stay safe. Be careful.